the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. to that son of a Nazi, that Dr. Evil-looking bastard Klaus Schwab and the Fourth Reich. I promise we're going to get to that. But let's do a little math, shall we? $50,000 a month to his diaper-wearing dimwit whore father to rent a room? Even a CPS student can figure out that's a scam. The only ones that can't figure it out is the Democrat Party and their stupid spokes idiots. Guys, you guys can ask me this a hundred times, two hundred times if you wish. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. I hear your question. It's been asked. It's been answered. It's been noted. And we're just going to try to move on here. Uh, I don't want to move on, Sideshow. Bob, I don't want to move on. No, no, no. Because what we have is prima facie evidence. The sitting president of the United States is a bribed asset of the Ukrainian oligarchs that we're funding $100 billion to, the Chinese Communist Party who has been robbing us of our wealth, and at the same time, the policies of that diaper-wearing dimwit have now spent our spending into 120% of the gross domestic product. So what the accusation is, dimwit, is that you're the spokes idiot for an unmitigated traitor to America. And then when you think about the money, so he's 50000 a month for the room. What else do we got going on? Protecting the president's family comes with an enormous price tag, especially when your name is Hunter Biden. The president's embattled son lives in ritzy Malibu. It's got killer views and a sky-high rent. President Biden's son is shelling out $20,000 a month. to. Ra- All right, so let's do some fast math. What do you say, squirrel? That's 70, it was my understanding that there would be no math. That's 70000 for the two properties. And that's just what we know about. We don't know about the whore that he knocked up, has the kid and the alimony. We know he's he's stooping his sister-in-law. We don't know if that's going on, the money going there. But that's 70000 a month in just rents. 70000 a month in rents. Uh, let's go, what is that? 840000 a year before he buys a Starbucks? It seems to be a lot of money. His dimwit whore father bust out that he was before he became vice president never made more than two hundred thousand dollars in a year and i'm going the last part of his 50 years of political prostitution as a senator in the beginning he really made nothing see in the 70s we didn't pay these idiots like neurosurgeons they made nothing yet he has been buying mansions since 1982 how could that be 
because he has been an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, since the 70s. And he's been using every front, every bagman that he's related to. About me, not about my dad. Nobody buys that, but it buys this idea that I was unqualified to be on the board. What were your qualifications to be on the board of Burisma? Well, let's cover his history. Crack-smoking scum son that he is. Thrown out of the military for smoking crack. Turned in a rent-a-car with a crack pipe in it. Degenerate, drug addict, lowlife, in and out of rehab forever. Not to mention filming himself thousands of hours. With $30 horse. What exactly are your qualifications, crackhead? Well, I was vice chairman of the board of Amtrak for five years. I was- That's interesting. You actually were for much more than five years, but how did you get on the board of Amtrak? Oh, right. Joe Biden, as a sitting senator, always managed to pass bills benefiting Amtrak. You've been a bag man since you were 21, like your brother before you, who was also on the board of Amtrak. Huh. That seems to be a coincidence. I was the chairman of the board of the U.N. World Food Program. I was a lawyer for... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. U.N. World Food Program. How's that work? Another bagman scam job. That's all he's ever done. Unqualified since he was in high school. Got into college because his senator father had worked in collusion... Numerous colleges that still wouldn't take his drug addict ass. His whole life, he's been nothing but a stooge for the old man. And you could read about it on his laptop. Thankfully, there have been two books printed describing and dissecting the laptop that the FBI lost. A lot of Irish guys in the FBI. Flexner, one of the most prestigious law firms in the world. You didn't have any extensive knowledge about natural gas or Ukraine itself, though. Uh, no, but I think that I had as much knowledge as anybody else that was on the board. If you're, Who else was on the board were ex-KGB, all kinds of oligarchs, and government officials. And that board was a front for Ihor Kolomoisky, who still is the recipient of Billions upon billions, over a hundred billion now, that we're giving the same scumbags that put you on that board. And we're pretending it's to help the people of Ukraine that we didn't want to help for eight years as their very government killed them. This whole damn thing is one giant money fraud. Thank you, Angelic and Amen for this uh, musical opening of the meeting. See what you missed, Squirrel? They had some sort of a musical at the World Economic Forum. I hope Fetterman was there. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Now let's go back to the son of a Nazi, the open conspiracy of the Fourth Reich to overthrow the independent governments around the world. Your Royal Highnesses, Excellencies, distinguished heads of state and government, excellencies, dear partners and friends of the World Economic Forum. See, that, that's how he includes that fat pig governor, Pritzker. He's the dear friends. Unless he's an excellency, he could be a queen. A very cordial welcome to the 2023 annual meeting. Yeah, this sounds We are coming together under the motto... 
Corporation. Is that motto? Is that broken Nazi English for motto? Right? In the fragmented world. At the beginning of this year. At the beginning? We are confronted. There was Eichmann. With Goebbels. And my dad. And multiple challenges. First, our global economy is undergoing deep transformation. Deep transformation. That is an interesting word. And he's right, this son of a Nazi evil bald bastard. He's right. It is a very interesting detransformation of a free country built on the Enlightenment, undermined from within by elected Fourth Reich members. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, select group of human beings, because of what... Do you know the arrogance of these half-men? Half-men! Put me in the same room with you! Let's see who gets to the sandwich! Let's see who eats and let's see who watches! Half-men! ...never touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial. The ignorance, the arrogance, the open corruption of this forthright cabal of fascists and scum. Think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. No, we think you're a corrupt scumbag. Don't hide behind virtue. Because for three decades, you imbeciles have been telling nothing but lies. Can you explain to us what's happening with recycling here? As you know, China stopped taking our imported recyclables. 20 years ago, we saw more and more of our waste hauling companies getting higher prices to sell the material to China. And China was trying to build their own infrastructure to handle recyclables. And what they did was they took our material long enough to really build their own infrastructure and then realized we don't want it anymore. It's too contaminated. And so they just cut us off. What we found out was... Um, um, we didn't have enough infrastructure. By the way, in case there's some moron CPS student who can't figure out how to change the station, two decades is 20 years, moron. Structure to compensate for that. And so now we're in a place where there were landfills that were taking some of the stuff that used to get recycled. Companies were desperate. They were literally just had, you know, things on the dock and there was no ship coming to take. So for 20 years, 4% of plastics have actually been recycled. 96% thrown in the same landfills as garbage. You've been lying. You're charging municipalities and every American double for recycling. Just put it on the tax bill. No one will look, you scum. Gas stoves could soon get 86 from kitchens across the country going forward. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner is considering a ban on the appliances for new builds. Uh, it says those appliances can be a source of indoor pollution, sometimes linked to childhood asthma. But also Just say child. Just say child and everybody will give up all their freedoms and rights and they don't give a rip about your kids. Because this Fourth Reich, they're going to take every freedom. And every dollar you've managed to squander and save and hope that your kids were able to live in a free America. The gas, no gas lines in new construction. Is that about fossil fuels or is it about? Sorry, I'm getting in trouble. No. Yeah, you said the quiet part out loud. It's not about fuels. It's not about CO2. It's not about guts on ghoul. 
It's about a weapon used against your freedom and your property. That's what the World Economic Forum, the eco-Nazi movement, Greta the scumbag Thornburn or whatever the hell her name is, and every other one of this Fourth Reich apparatchiks. Well, no, that's okay. that's a short answer. It's about climate change okay. because right. methane is 80 times more powerful right. than CO2 when it comes to heating up the planet. Right. So big time. But but in small spaces, it's personal health. It's all a lie. Their answers are a lie. Their electric cars are more destructive than any car, than any thousand cars you drive. This is a weapon against you. That's what Klaus Schwab was celebrating. The deconstruction of economies and the deconstruction of freedom. But we have to go further. I have said this before, but I say it again. I'm convinced we will get to a low-carbon, no-carbon economy. We're going to get there because we have to. I am not convinced we're going to get there in time to do what the scientists said, which is avoid the worst consequences. The only good news from this rat is that he'll be carbon before I will. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Let's go to the son of a Nazi. The energy transition, the consequences of COVID, the reshaping of supply chains are all serving as catalytic forces for the economic transformation. They're all working just the way this Fourth Reich wanted them to. Nein, 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 nein. That's why I've never been more proud of my deceased grandfather and uncles, all Nazi killers. Every one of those inglorious bastards, I'm so proud of you. Bina, Illinois. Hey, Sean, big fan of yours, especially after meeting you. Oh, thank you. Quick question. Yes. How is the state allowed to have employees sign an NDA for Pennsylvania for the governor? Uh, because the state is cheating and uh, corrupting the system against the people, and they don't want anybody to know. Ta-da! So, so pretty much, as it goes, it just continues. That's why, if the state is run by the Democrat mafia, let the Democrats inhabit it. Hmm? Come to a good state run for your life because these fascists are exposing themselves as the mafia they are count me in as soon as i can but great listening to you great listen to you every day at four o'clock thank you bina means the world to me i appreciate that i don't know i can't get enough of this i love when they expose themselves would this be a conspiracy or because they're open it's just a plot and for hotspots Geo-economic remodeling. High- He's saying remodeling. I remember. What are the hot inflation, 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 increasing interest rates, uh-huh. and growing national debt. All working as planned, Klaus Schwab. Ultimately, if you think about all the youth that everybody's mentioned here in Africa, if everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning, and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. So you can't have it. But your slave masters, don't worry, we're going to pay them. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. Is it for air conditioning? Houses and cars? No. 
It's for the slave masters to keep the slaves exactly where they need them and to turn American citizens who think they're not slaves into recognizable slaves. Pat Oswego. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, brother. Glad to hear you're out there still. Hey, listen, I've been driving around Kendall and Kane County and DuPage County now for 16 years. All of these buses, these pace buses, are empty. All of them. They never have any one or two every week. There's somebody on there. That's it. Well, you you, you should you should show a little respect because there's a multi 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 millionaire on there. It's the yeah. driver. And if he can stay yeah, in there should, for 30 years, oh he retires God. with that mystical, magical pension. All he has to do is deliver Democrats from one spot to the next. It's a great list. Yeah, system. and there's not, there, there's not even any customers. They have also deep-tinted all the windows so you can't see in there that there's nobody in there. Maybe there's a plan to sell cannabis on the mobile exchanges. You could turn it into like a party bus for Democrat welfare scum. I like it. I think we should go it's with it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Or we could turn them into mobile abortion clinics in Illinois. This way you can yeah, you know, you that would be off. nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one passenger less than when they got on. Scumbag. Yeah, one more thing too. I wish, I wish, I drive. I live out kind of in the country, and these liberals dump their garbage all over the people that are concerned I'm about li- the planet. We're the liberals. Those are Democrats. Let's be very specific. The Democrats yeah, just, dump their garbage all over the place. Yes, we know. Uh, the inner city is expanding its wings, and it's tragic for everyone around them. Thank you. It's really a dire situation. Let's go to Terry in Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, you know, this uh, slob of a governor over there in Illinois, he, it just boggles my mind. He's at the World Economic Forum, and his state is $250 billion in debt. <laughs> so who take economic advice from this moron? It's, it, it, I, and I'm dead serious when I say this. Klaus Schwab is the son of Eugen Schwab. Eugen Schwab was a creator, an inventor, and a manufacturer of the Nazi flamethrower in World War II. Why would anybody who's Jewish go to this thing? And I'm that serious about it. I don't know. Are you fracking kidding me? This is the son of a Nazi. The son of a Nazi. He is the leader of the World Economic Forum. And you don't think it's the Fourth Reich? Obviously, a lot of people went to CPS. Thank you very much, Terry. That's, it's almost priceless. This is particularly hurting low- and middle-income groups. It is exacerbating societal fragmentation. <laughs> There's a thousand private jets. They're funding a war where they're blowing up all kinds of things. What about the atmosphere? This is about the atmosphere. And this is making middle and poor people. Of course it is. Klaus Schwab. That's what Adolf always wanted. They're always under control. And you can inspire them to take away the assets of anybody with more than they have. It's working beautifully. Right, Klaus? You son of a Nazi. Tom and Volo. Yeah, Sean. uh, I don't know why they're not fast-tracked in that uh, computer thing with these papers being brought out and everything in the house. His crackhead kid has been shot out of the military, so he doesn't have security clearance, and and he works for foreign governments. Are you talking about the laptop? he's got access to this house? Oh, yeah, he's got all the kinds of access. Is the laptop missing? 
Well, the FBI lost the laptop. But the good news is there are copies. There's been two books written on what's in it. You can check it out for yourself. The Laptop from Hell and Peter Schweitzer's book. What was his his book's Honey Bunny? The name of his book? I'll get you Peter Schweitzer's book on the laptop. But there's well, multiple look, books they, being written on it. And, Tom, what you, what you have to understand is this is how governments worked for decades. Why do you think all their kids, all their, their, their staff, why do you think they all work for K Street? When I had Chuck Todd on, his wife went from working for a Democrat to K Street. That's the play, brother. It's open. It's notorious. It's bribery. Thank you very much. And uh, do you think I'm wrong? Tickets to sporting events and uh, concerts and whatnot at all the venues. dollars? Yeah, yeah. For the best seats? The best seats. I had two people on my staff whose virtual full-time job was booking tickets. We were Ticketmaster for these guys. And, uh, and the congressman or senator could take his favorite people from his district. To the the congressman or senator uh, could take uh, two dozen of his favorite people. <laughs> from their district. Was all that legal? We would certainly try to make the activity legal, if we could. At times we... That's Jack Abramoff. It's okay to talk about him. He was a Republican corrupting Republicans. But he laid out the scheme of exactly how this so-called Washington works. This is not a representative republic. This is an open, pay-to-play, corporatist slave master. And they don't want you to figure out you're the slave. But it's always helpful to hear it from a son of a Nazi. Second, the geopolitical system is also undergoing deep systemic transformation. Yes, it is, Herr Schwab, son of a Nazi, evil bastard. I'll be back with your phone calls after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. I don't know, Squirrel. I think from now on, we just call him Zafiera. Internationally, we are moving to what some people would call a messy patchwork of powers. <laughs> it's going to get messy. This taking over the world, it's going to get messy. And then there's the R idiot in diapers. And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. Did you just hear Klaus Schwab, the Fuhrer? There is a need. We're all going to need him, Biden. But then again, you never were big on him. You were kind of a coward, draft dodger, kind of a liar your whole life. You're kind of a scumbag. And you're more aligned with the fascists than you are the free men, aren't you? I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty as water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Did you uh, tell the Taliban that? Because they kind of got a country from you. I don't think they had any. Did the Taliban have an Air Force, Squirrel? No? No, Taliban didn't have an Air Force. Huh. What do you think about that, Stupid. You are freaking stupid, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you are. I want the record to show. I don't know what questions I didn't answer. I'm prepared later. Thank you very much. You're a slimy lawyer. I love how you're a slimy lawyer. Jerry, Western Verbs. Hey, Sean, with with the uh, document issue we got going on, 
Do they have a box somewhere where it's just a bunch of classified documents, or is there some chain of custody that has to be followed on this? How could you possibly follow the chain of custody from a dimwit in diapers who took the documents back when Barack Obama was still the president? I mean, how do you know? Somebody, every landscaper to cut his grass. Responsibility, though. There's responsibilities for me and you, Jer. We're men. Democrats aren't men. They don't have character. Well, whichever one They're of those women of dignity, even their towards... women. Look at their women. What's their big issue? The issue that they'll change the world on. They want to kill their baby. These are the scourge of humanity. I heard about Jan the other night. It scared the hell out of me. You don't ever look at Jan Schakowsky, ever. <laughs> look away. Like, it's like looking at the sun. You don't look at it. Your eyes will never be the same. Thank you very much, Jerry. Appreciate it. That Bob Creamer is a freak. Either that or he's on a Viagra drip. Cara, Orlando, Florida. Hi, Sean. I just thought, lighten up a little bit. Thank you so much for covering Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. People told me I've been crazy for years for speaking this, and now it's like the norm. So thank you. But something a little lighter. Um, I was at my doctor's office, and I read this study from Science Journal. So maybe it's not true, but I'd like to believe it is. That 100% of the time, Democrats do not return the shopping cart. It's us, Republicans and Libertarians doing it. Imagine yeah. that. I mean, yeah, they're good the for shop- nothing. Yeah, it all depends where I am. If I'm in a Democrat neighborhood, I like to put my, my car behind it and drive at 60 miles an hour. That's what I like to do. Thank you very much, Cara. It all depends Thanks. what neighborhood you're at. You're in a good neighborhood, you return the cart. You're in a Democrat neighborhood, you shoot it out in the street. Larry Oak Forest. Hey, Sean. I heard a thing on today. Uh, we got the fattest governor in the United States. Woohoo! Uh, Illinois, next- number one. Uh, yeah, we got something at least going for us. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you, what do you think about uh, L.A. with their uh, $5 million uh, reparations bill for every black person that meets their uh, criteria? I, I, you think hey, that's listen, coming to man, Illinois? I think we should do it all. Uh, let's let's go back to everybody who, who is a descendant of a slave at one time or another. I like it. You know, I'm Norwegian. I can't decide if I... If my family's responsible for the slaves or the Ulster Scots were just the slaves, I can't figure that out. But we're going to go, let's dive deep into it. And then I want to see the faces on the immigrants who just got here and get the tax bill. Ta-da! Welcome to America. I like it, Lair. Let's, let's run with stupidity. After all, it seems to pay well. Take a look at Chicago. Thank you very much. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. You know, all of these elected officials that are over there in Davos, um, they're on our dime. I mean, what does the senator from West Virginia need to be going to Davos for? Let alone well, he has to know how to. He has to know how to rule his people by the Führer. This is right. because when the when in, the Führer in Eagle's Nest says, "You come here for a meeting. You go, baby. You go, and you come back with your marching orders, and then you but, tell the but, people it's all good for them." But they're they're. They're attending meetings and, and seminars, and we can't even FOIA any information what they're doing over there on our dime. This is unconstitutional. Because we're, we're the slaves. Constitutional. Is it constitutional that the government spends 120% of gross domestic product? Is it constitutional that the government arbitrarily takes money from the people it doesn't like and lets the scumbag corrupt ones that bribe them not only keep their money but get funded by the rest of us? Is that constitutional? This whole damn thing is unconstitutional. Right. That's why you got to stop mentioning it. It's Swiss cheese, and it doesn't matter. It hasn't mattered for decades. This isn't a new revelation. We're just at the point where the government fascist scum, Fourth Reich, perfected it. And this is what it looks like. Sorry to break it to you. But we were warned. 
Let's go to little Jack, huh? Little Jack Abramoff. At the end of the day, most of the people that I encountered who worked on Capitol Hill wanted to come work on K Street, wanted to be lobbyists. You're telling me this, the genius of figuring out you could own the office by offering a job to the chief of staff, say, I'm having two reactions. One is brilliant, and the other is I'm sick to my stomach. Right, evil. Yeah, welcome to America, Leslie, you moron. This is because the chief of staffs are paid by the lobbyists. This is why your so-called representative hasn't read a frackin' bill in 50 years since Joe Biden could remember his phone number, this stupid son of a dog that he is. Yeah, terrible. Because it's, it's hurting our country. Absolutely. It's the worst thing that could happen. All part- And did we stop it since Jack Abramoff perfected it in the 90s? Nah, we doubled down on it. And you, the American people, put in the most powerful office on the planet, the most provable, bribed asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, political whore this country's ever known. And you think uh, something's going to change? Last name wasn't Biden. Do you think he would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. Hey, even a broken clock and a crackhead's right. Twice a day. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Thanks to the Washington Times. You know who else is at the World Economic Forum? Christopher Ray. What the frack are you doing there? The FBI should be surveilling. They should be arresting the people. What the frack are you doing there, Christopher Ray? Scumbag. By the way, were there any FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the breach? I'd love an answer. I'd love an answer, Christopher Ray, you Fourth Reich apparatchik. They are superpowers. Emerging powers, middle powers, regional powers, rogue states, and also large corporate and social media powers. And all those are the reasons I need a clip with a lot of rounds. The World Economic Forum. Double the Nazis. Barrel magazine extended clips. This is not a time for pessimism. This is a time for optimism. Fear and doubt is not a good thought process because this is a time for tremendous hope and joy and optimism and action. But to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse. That was Trump at the World Economic Forum, and that's why they had to steal the election, make sure he never went back. All competing, increasing the for power and influence. As a result, the trend is again moving towards increased fragmentation and confrontation. Mein Führer is threatening again. Are you threatening me? Hey, you, Baldy. She's bald! Are you threatening me? Ah, yeah. You look more like a bald woman than you do a man, son of a Nazi. I tell you about my Uncle Squirrel. Used to lay out all the SS uniforms, four of them, when I was a little kid. He'd tell me, pick out a hole. I'd look through all the uniforms. Well made, those Hugo Boss uniforms. I'd look through them all. Couldn't find any hole. 
saw a little little something on the collar, though. It looked red. I said, I said, no, I don't see a hole. He said, you know why? I shot all those Nazis in the face. Very proud of him. Uh, Mitchell, this explains. Hey, are you familiar with Operation Paperclip? When we took all the Germans from Nazi, we put them in Ford uh, manufacturing. We just, sold all the Just 1,800 guys. of them. Not a lot. Yeah. Just 1,800 okay. of them. Yeah. And are you familiar with a fake story that basically was written by Washington Times saying that Putin was putting on basically a bounty on American soldiers in Afghanistan only when, when sloppy Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, the arms that were left that were part of the deal. So not only was it a fake story about Putin putting a bounty on American soldiers, Sloppy Joe Biden basically, through the State Department, was able to rev up the war machine because when all those, all those what I call tanks and armor were left in Afghanistan, yeah. the money that's going to Ukraine, Sean, is to replace those particular arms. It's that simple, Daddy yeah. Now, Ukraine on, on, on New Year's Day celebrated the birthday of another Nazi by the name of Stefan Bandera. You remember that? Oh, God. Did you ever know the Sorry. ending of Stefan Bandera? He was hiding, I, I believe, in, in, in London. And the Russians, <laughs> I can't remember if they pulled one of my Uncle Mikey's and shot that Nazi in the face or they cut his throat. But it was a happy ending. Thank you very much, Mitchell. Appreciate the call. Rudy, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean. Uh, that other guy about reparations for people who are descendants of slaves. Okay, yeah. you can find that out. Why can we not find out who the descendants of the slave owners are and let them pay? I mean, well, they were start, all Democrats. Let's start at the Democrat Party and work backwards. And then how about a little thank you? How about a little thank you to the descendants of the people who fought on the principles of the Enlightenment? How about a little thank you to the people who fought the slave masters, the Democrats? How about a little something, you greedy bastards? Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Rudy. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, I don't know if you're aware of it. There's not, I don't hear anybody talking about this. That Pritzker law that they did, that turned a whole bunch of businessmen into um, criminals by uh, breaking contracts. Um, well, uh, pawn shops. You go in there, these poor people are going there, they're taking the, you know, uh, bringing their guns and everything, they get some money for it. They pay off their pawn, they go where they want to pick up their gun, they won't, they won't give them, if the gun is on the ban list, they can't get their gun. They, they tell them, eh, we can't give you the gun. They pay it off, they can't get a hold of it. They get, listen, this thing is so... Well, that's why people a, a, should get together and sue this fat bastard, personally. Sue his yeah, fat ass. They, get some of Grandpa Abe's causes, money. How can you make a law that causes somebody to be, uh, break a contract like that? I don't know. How could you sit on a toilet if you're 400 pounds? I have no idea. These are questions I don't know the answers to, Bill, but I mean, uh, Craig, but thanks for asking. Bill in his truck. Did you ever see somebody hey, turn Sean. a toilet into a thimble, Bill? <laughs> With one squat? I can imagine. Oh, that fat slob. <laughs> Have you ever looked at the length of his arms and then looked at his round, egg-like body? You think he can clean himself? I don't think he can, Bill. I've done the math. Go ahead. Yeah, if, if Biden, if those, if those top secret do documents were found by, by his uh, his own lawyers, why wasn't the uh, FBI involved? And then why wouldn't they, uh, if his lawyers found them, why wouldn't they like hide them or Be burn them or something? Because and not I have tell concluded, I have concluded in all of my wisdom, that the FBI is the enforcement agency for the Irish mafia called the government. 
They're not interested in breaking crimes that are committed by the government. They're interested in protecting them. That's why all their names start with an O, and they all look like they fell off a Lucky Charm box. Thank you very much, Bill. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest, aside from holding the Henry Winded Chair in Political Economy at the American Enterprise Institute, he's been writing about economic development, economic failures. He's the author of some of the best-titled books I know, A Nation of Takers, The Poverty of Communism, The End of uh, North Korea, The Poverty of the Poverty Rate, and one of my favorites is Men Without Work. I believe it was originally released in 2016. He has now released a post-pandemic edition. I wanted to get him on. He's a direct guest from my Asking Honey Bunny. So, Dr. Eberstadt, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Sean. You know, the reason I wanted to have you on is the bastardization of economic numbers is now into the mystical, magical realm of completely frauded and made up. Labor force participation, I don't trust anything that comes out of the government anymore. I remember learning about the economy way, way back in the late 80s, and there was some integrity to numbers. Then Bill Clinton came on and he broke the unemployment numbers into six categories, the U1 through the U6. And now what the people see, as far as I'm concerned, is propaganda. Do you see it that way? Uh, well, I mean, I think there's uh, there's a lot of misuse of numbers, but even if the um, even if there's an intent to misuse, you can kind of catch things by the inconsistencies. You know, things are supposed to add up. I mean, arithmetic still works, right? And if things stick out, there's a reason they stick out. So one of the things which uh, uh, got me onto this problem was listening to all of this happy talk about, you know, historically low unemployment levels, full employment levels, and all of this, when half the people in the country were saying we were in recession, right? Yes. So if you look, if you start pulling on the thread, you see that the employment statistics, uh, you know, setup was devised in the Great Depression to cover the Great Depression crisis, right? So back then, it was inconceivable that a guy who uh, didn't have a job wouldn't be looking for one. Today, if you look at the prime age group, you know, this group that's uh, 25 to 54, for every guy who's uh, out of work and looking for a job, there are four guys who are neither working nor looking. And so we've got these historically super good low unemployment rates that are coexisting with basically late Great Depression-style work rates for American guys. And you see a welfare system that, um, you know, I exposed this 
when they release the numbers in New Jersey, a family of four can qualify for $120,000 a year. I mean, you've made it, you, you have a system that incentivizes people not to work while guaranteeing penalties for those that do work. And I think it explains the biggest problems in this country. But ultimately, I have to think it's intentional when you're not willing to discuss the very stats, the very problems when you're being propagandized. I mean, we have, is it 7 million or 5 million less jobs than we had before the pandemic? And yet they're pretending that this is a good employment situation. Well, you know, you, you get all you get all of this happy talk, of course, from politicians who want to, you know, put on a spin. Um, it We've got four million fewer people in the workforce than we would have had on, you know, pre-COVID trends. And we've got almost 11 million job openings. We're in a peacetime world and we've got a wartime labor shortage style economy. Uh, I mean, this paradox cannot be explained by regular economics. You have to look at some of the incentives and disincentives that you're describing. I mean, there was this enormous transfer of resources during the COVID crisis because people didn't want to go into a second depression. They wanted to you know, keep the lockdowns from melting down the world economy. Well, we overshot. And we ended up uh, we ended up giving people borrowed money uh, more than they could spend, so that the savings rate doubled during 2020 and 2021. It's the only uh, national economic crisis in which savings rates went up and personal spending went up, right? Uh, and so part of what we're seeing now is kind of like the hangover from that. So they tried to imitate the velocity of money through having government print it up. We just Across the threshold of U.S. spending equaling 120 percent of GDP, four million that you say have not replaced. What what happened to those four million guys? I mean, they went somewhere. And right. how do you come off a lifestyle of leisure and zero work when you have a welfare system that mimics the middle class? Well, they were uh, in uh, in the COVID period uh, since the COVID catastrophe. Uh, this these weren't all uh, prime age guys. There's a new face to the flight from work in post uh, pandemic America. There are a lot of people who are over 55, which was like the only ray of sunshine in our overall uh, employment tableau. There are a lot of people who have gone into premature retirement. I think it's probably going to be unsustainable for some of them when the uh, you know when the uh, pin money dries up. We're also starting to see. Um, uh, I, I, I wouldn't uh, say this is hair on fire yet, but I'd say yellow flashing light. We're seeing. Uh, a surprising number of women who are kind of mimicking men and dropping out from the workforce but don't have kids to take care of or, you know, husbands to go back to. Um, that's a type of gender equality that we don't really want to see. <laughs> yes, I agree. When you um, when you realize that the baby, baby boomers were retiring, there were 10,000 people a day prior to COVID retiring from the workforce, if they're not, if there isn't a flood of people coming in to replace those jobs, and you have a tightening economy, has there ever been a calculation as to how many jobs just simply go away? And what does it look like when it's harder for entrepreneurs 
to start up businesses, when money is tighter, to borrow money. It seems like this hasn't been thought out to the ramifications of how to get back to a private economy. Or has the goal always been to backdoor nationalize the economy through failure? I don't think it's been thought out at all. I think we're living in this world with monumental unintended consequences from policy decisions. You know, um, if you take a look at what's happened in the United States since the year 2000, we've been in the slowest period of economic growth, not just in living memory, but I think maybe in our nation's history. Since the year 2000, the uh, compound growth rate in the United States per capita has been just over 1%, which means that if you stay on that trajectory, you know, per capita incomes double every 63 years. So maybe you live long enough to have a grandchild whose income doubles. I mean, this is not the American dream that uh, most people want and that a lot of us grew up kind of uh, thinking was normal. You've written extensively on the poverty of communism. You write on the failings of uh, Asia and other areas that implement this kind of government central collectivism. Are you fearful that America has slipped beyond the point of returning to a private economy? Oh, no. No, I'm, I, uh, I, think, uh, I think we have a lot of hope for the United States. I don't think we have uh, reached a tipping point. I think the trends that we're seeing are pretty, uh, pretty worrisome. But uh, in our democracy, in our open society, if people start committing truth in public, if people want to uh, take responsibility for their own communities and to vote, um, I think all of, all of the things which I've been describing can be turned around. It'll take a little effort, but it's worth the effort. During the Cold War, you and I both remember that, America um, and Americans were proud of the youngest and richest country, and they understood to a certain extent, your fathers and your grandfather understood, that it was built on property rights. Now when you see the American government talk openly about ignoring, confiscating, releasing government bureaucrats to comb over tax returns that were already filed. Do you think there's, there's enough push for a return to that, or has the cultivation of the welfare system turned, uh, turned so many people into a nation of takers, like your book talked about? Well, uh, of course, I'm old enough to remember when the greatest threat to American freedom in the Cold War era was uh, a communist threat. And also right after the end of Soviet communism, when the Leviathan state was maybe the biggest threat to our freedom. I think we've got a new threat to freedom in the United States that uh, uh, people my age, I'm in my 60s, don't appreciate well enough, which is the threat from within civil society. Uh, there's been what um, Rudy Dutschka would have called a long march through the institutions in the United States, with the capturing of civil society institutions by enemies of the open society. I'm thinking of too many uh, universities. I'm thinking of too much of the media. I'm thinking now even of HR departments and corporations, which are too often acting like Stasi departments. Yes. We're going... To 
we're going to have to take back freedom in the United States from areas where I always took it kind of for granted. But that's the new that's the new front that we also have to face and uh, and regain. There was an arrogance that other countries made fun of Americans for having. It was the arrogance of the free man. The idea that we are now collaborating and taking the advice from collectivists at the World Economic Forum. And the irony that Klaus Schwab is the son of a Nazi and the rest of it, but these countries are failures economically, unequivocally. Should American politicians be attending and getting ideas and bringing back to our shores the European soft communism, Marxism, and socialism that has made those countries mediocre, being five times older than America, yet never achieving the wealth? Well, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with talking and arguing and meeting with people. I think there's nothing wrong with the competition of ideas. The question is whether you go someplace like Davos to apologize for the existence of the United States of America or to uh, learn or to be instructed by people who think of themselves as your betters. See, I want to send you to Davos. I want to be the president. I've I send to you Davos. to Davos. I haven't done a lot of good there, Sean. Because we, I think we could straighten this thing out in about 65 days if we had people that wanted to deal in facts and reason and logic rather than the utopia of, of Marxism we pretend is going to work this time. And as I go through your books, I mean, just fascinating, fascinating. And I want to thank you because you don't have to do this anymore. You could sit back and enjoy your, your own wealth. But I love the idea that you released Men Without Work in a new uh, version, uh, taking into account the numbers that were forever changed the trajectory. And I, uh, you bring optimism to me by saying you believe it can win again. So I want to thank you for writing and releasing a new edition of Men Without Work. It's a wonderful book. I want everybody to go out and buy it. And Dr. Eberstadt, thank you so much for making yourself available to me. I truly appreciate it. It is a pleasure for me. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Dr. Eberstadt's book, Men Without Work. Four million people that are no longer working don't have to. The vast majority of those men spend 2,080 hours on what they admit is screen time. That's a 40-hour work week. They're spending eight hours a day on the screen, not working, entertaining themselves. Has anyone given this any thought? In the meantime, we hear the government talk about how they create jobs. Do they create jobs? Bob in Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, um, Sean. Yeah. Uh, isn't our economy doing well? I mean, we've created 10 million jobs. That's what our president says. Bob, when you were a young man, you know what the government never claimed to do? It never claimed to create jobs. This is a new phenomenon where the government feels itself and starts to talk like a Soviet dictator. What do you mean you create jobs? You do nothing. And if the government creates a job, it's an admission of government spending. How could it create a job? What, it, what it's doing is getting people used to the verbiage of the Soviet dictator and the commissar. 
and the American people are buying it. Gone are the days, Bob, of people like you and Dr. Eberstadt, who understood the American economy is made up of American people, not the government. The government is an extortionist racket. So for Joe Biden to pretend he's cut the deficit, the idiots who follow Joe Biden don't even know what a deficit is. They don't understand that a deficit is a government creation in itself. That a deficit is unconstitutional as we've allowed the government to spend more money than it takes in, regardless of how much it takes in. So this is the mindset of servitude that has slowly been cooked into our economy, Bob. And that's why it's nice to hear from old timers like you who remember when America was America. And this kind of talk would have been laughed at. But you're dealing with people who vote for this dimwit in a diaper and they pretend he's the president. That's the most sickening part. So whether he says he created 11 million jobs or his son is qualified to sit on a board, you know it's poppycock. Everyone with an IQ over 60 knows it. The question is, and I always ask these financial experts, are we too far gone? Has this country become like Cuba, where the neighbor would rather turn in somebody who has something that he doesn't have in the, in the name of the government, or do they want to be America again? This is a question it's hard to get an answer that I, I'm comfortable with. What do you think, Bob? Do you think there's too many more too many people in America on the nipple than refuse it? Oh, definitely. And the, especially you know since COVID and all the money that they're giving away, why people uh, why people uh, need to go to work when they're getting all this money from the government? That's why when we got the, the Führer Klaus Schwab says deconstruction of the economy. He's not upset about it. I believe that was the goal. And then one other question. With all these jobs that they can't find, what what service, what sector are they in that they can't um, find um, people? I, I sense it's in the service industry, specifically um, uh, restaurants, possibly hotels or whatever. But it's I'd in, like to know what all these I, businesses that need workers. It's the number one reason so many businesses now are selling out to conglomerates. The small business, the medium-sized business, the biggest problem was they couldn't get people off a welfare system. That's going to come home. That chicken will come home to roost, to quote Reverend Wright. Thank you very much, Bob. You know, I love the call. Thank you for listening. Bill Hinsdale. Here's a guy that pays high taxes. Bill, are you writing out a check for your taxes? Bill? He's probably disgusted. I mentioned the taxes. I think Bill hung up on me. In the meantime, let's go with a little little benefit of Democrat areas. Chicago police are looking for a team of thieves armed with a rifle targeting street vendors. It is understandably putting people Didn't on Didn't they a- hear about the weapons ban, the rifle ban, the AR-15? Oh, well, they were probably in school. After all, this is more CPS students. In the Pilsen neighborhood, WGN's Andrea Medina is tracking the story. She joins us now with some surveillance video of the thieves. Andrea. I've been in Lourdes. Well, police continue to investigate this. And the latest takeover happened at a tire shop that that. I should say the latest takeover happened at a tire shop that has been part of the Pilsen community for more than three decades. Now, the owner is sharing the video with us in hopes of being able to find. By the way, Squirrel, you know what this is? This is a a ghetto parlay. They robbed the tire shop and they carjacked the customer's car. Woo, look at And a chain reaction crime caught on camera. Carjackers get away with the car and rob a repair shop in the process. That's a Southside twofer. That's a parlay. And uh, what are we going to do about it?
Absolutely nothing. People involved and to also prevent another robbery. Oh, how are we going to do that? Business was back to normal at Angel's Tire Shop in Pilsen on Monday. Oh, I know. The alderman from Pilsen, his idea is to tax Amazon. That'll help this because it'll take all those jobs out of the area. And this way you'll make the robbers feel right at home. And the neighborhood will be more envious of the robbers that got away with the money than they will the tire shop or the victim who was robbed of a car. That's how you flip the mores of a nation. And one day we can celebrate the deconstruction of Americanism at Eagle's Nest by the son of a Nazi. Thirdly, our generation has reached a turning point confronted by truly existential problems. Now, we beat you Nazis back when you're the Third Reich. I think we can beat you back when you're the Fourth Reich. After all, you're spewing the same bulldung. 312-642-5600. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So I was just looking at the news in Studio Xanadu. What is their name, Honey Bunny? The, the pr- Chrisleys? Todd and Julie Chrisley went to jail. So I'm looking at the at the sentence, and he's he received 12 years, and she received seven years. I said, boy, what did they do? Tax evasion. Simultaneously with that, Chicago man sentenced to 10 years for trafficking, firearms, and drugs. So here's a guy delivering drugs and guns to street gangs. He gets 10 years. But there's a TV personality with a terrible, ridiculous haircut and powder on his face gets 12 years for tax evasion. Starting to see who the criminal is? The guy who keeps the money he made. Ooh, put him away in the country cheers. The scumbag bringing drugs to the gangster disciples in the Sinaloas, drugs and guns. They're mad he got 10 years. There's a whole organization up to put this guy so make sure he gets thrown out of jail. Only in America is the definition of greed somebody who wants to keep his own money rather than the welfare roach that wants their rent, food, and education paid for by somebody else. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, John, how you doing tonight? Good, I found that last story aggravating, but other than that, wonderful. <laughs> what about the story about Lori Lightfoot wanting the people in uh, Chicago to invest money in the city to basically rebuild the city because she hasn't done a thing in the last four years she's been in office? Is the program this is, is a program is called joke. Invest in Chicago? I dare you. Yeah, right. That's that's good. I like how she she has to it. get people in there, so we offer them grants. You know, this was something I noticed when I was a kid. What do you mean you're going to pay Boeing to put their headquarters here? What about all the other companies that have headquarters here because they started businesses here? They don't get a tax break. Just the new guy that comes in. And if you notice that deal on the the day after their tax break. Uh, expired, they moved out. So that means for 10 years, that was a fake company. Kind of like Joe Biden's think tank and Hunter Biden's credentials. Fake. You got to love the Democrats. They're open and notorious in their corruption. But Lori Lightfoot would be reelected. And if she's not, it'll just be a different version of the same fraud, the same failed policies, the same slavery 
and the same slave master. You'll just be a different name, different size suit. Maybe a little longer inseam, but that's it. Yeah, but what do you think about this? Is this this is some kind of scam? She can't she can't tax us, tax the people in the city on anything else. They've been taxed on just about everything. The reason that I have flip flops is the answer to what I think about it. I think that I would have never left. I think that if you stay, you are a willing slave, and you either want to be favored by the slave master or you get the hell out of there. That's what I think. I can't figure out why you're there, kid. Right. Yeah. What the hell are you doing there? What the hell are you doing there? Yeah, choices, huh? See, that heterosexuality, it'll link it to that bad decision every time. Thank you very much, Rich. Appreciate the call. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, I promised you I'd let you hear from a little Dr. Robert Maloney. This was pre-planned, this whole propaganda, censorship, information warfare, psychological operation strategy that we've all been subjected to for the last three years. When this happened, the stories that had been uh, posted in these various organs that we now call corporate media or state-controlled media, like the Washington Post and um, the New York Times, that clearly demonstrated that uh, this was highly coordinated. We have all been subjected over the last three years to military-grade psychological operations that were using technology developed for offshore conflicts, and they had been deployed against the citizens of virtually the entire Western world. Uh, as Epoch Times is exquisitely sensitive to, these are the technologies and strategies that are central to the ability of the Chinese Communist Party to maintain control. Climate change, exploitation of nature, nuclear, possible incidents, or even worse, extreme poverty and viruses. Son of a Nazi, Herr Schwab. The vaccine is more dangerous than the virus itself because the vaccine still has all those pro clot Oh, now I'm kicked off of YouTube, and I will be kicked off forever as long as they censor free speech. This is Dr. Ryan Cole, who's an actual doctor abilities has all those inflammatory abilities whereas the spike from omicron does not so the fact that the wuhan spike is still present in any of these vaccines when in circulation it went extinct more than a year and a half ago now is really perplexing it's an i put the music there so you don't bite your steering wheel i thought that was nice extinct virus so we're vaccinating against something that doesn't exist anymore technically and has all risk with zero benefit. It can cause the clotting still. It can trigger those inflammatory pathways. It can get into the nucleus of our T cells, what we're talking about. It can get into our mitochondria and destroy our mitochondrial function. That's the respiration of every cell in our body. Um, it can bind to the abundant ACE2 receptors on ovarian cells. It can destroy um, metabolic pathways to where your liver becomes fat. And it can make you look like Dr. Awardi with the Bell's palsy and the Jimmy leg. That's all technical verbiage for that. Welcome to today's talk. It's Saturday the 14th of January. Now we're allowed to talk about rare uh, cardiac complications uh, associated with vaccination. So we're going to be looking at some rare complications that occurred today after Pfizer vaccination in uh, secondary school aged, uh, high school aged children. Uh, now, by the way, new vaccine rules start at babies as young as six months old. Uh, what did Pritzker do when he was in Davos? Is he talking about that? 
How about the other pedophiles? We need to innovate to make the cost of doing it the green way uh, far less than it is today to get emissions all the way to zero. Not- Bill Gates has yet to explain his over 30 trips to Pedophile Island, but Ray or, uh, but Epstein apparently killed himself, and now we'll never know. Not just the rich countries, but the entire world. It's not so much who you don't invest in, it's who you do invest in. Drive- that reminded me. So we have to, the industrialized world has to not only clean up our act, but we've got to help these countries do what they need to do without further hurting the environment. And we have to pay them, in my view. We have to compensate them for what they're doing. We're paying a lot of people for being broke. You're just in the mafia. You get money. In innovation with some incentives like the tax credits that the U.S. has now, that's the right policy mix. We did get three bills that went through Congress. Two were bipartisan. How One did you was, get the uh, reconciliation? Oh, I know how you got it. I was mad at me. I'm not kidding. I was mad at me, Leslie. Look, I did things and I was involved in the system I should not have been in. I'm ashamed of the fact I was there. The very reason why now I'm speaking about it and now I'm trying to do something in recompense is the fact that I thought it was it was wrong of me to do it. One of the offices he keyed on was that of his good friend, the majority leader, Tom DeLay, eventually hiring his deputy chief of staff and his press secretary and going into business with DeLay's let's chief of staff. Let's find out who Nancy Pelosi's chief of staff and all her staff work for, and then let's find out who Kevin McCarthy worked for. Something tells me they're the same lobbyists. Cream Puff Jim. Oh, hi, Sean. I'm just thinking of the vaccination. Aren't you, you're better off getting the vaccination and dropping dead right in the jewel, wherever you get it at, than suffering through a ventilator and getting rushed to the hospital. I'd rather just drop dead in the jewel. Okay, did you, did you, you know, I mean, I know you're not supposed to ask, but uh, you're a Democrat. Did you, did you get it? Oh, sure, sure, yeah, well... Did it, sure. Right? I, I, did it, in fact, I got more. I got more shots than, than my dog got. I got, I got the shingles shot. I got the flu shot. I got four of these shots. I got more shots than I had. You know. And not a one of I, them. Not a one of them uh, shrunk your appetite. Not one of them. <laughs> I can still put the feedback on with the best of them, Sean. Anyway, you take care, buddy. You take t- care, me, buddy. I, wanted, I wanted to ask you. Your family used to kill Nazis back in World War II, didn't they? Well, we were we fought South Pacific. Everybody in my family. Oh, I had an South uncle Pacific. Charlie. Yeah, they killed them up close with their hands. In the meantime, uh, are you comfortable with uh, J.B. Pritzker and the rest of the American politicians meeting the son of Eugen Schwab, the flamethrower maker for the Third Reich? Are you all right with that? Well, I don't know the guy personally. You know well, I'm I mean? sure he's wonderful. Well, listen, from what I hear on your news, on the Democrat news media, these Nazis yeah. this year, they're the good Nazis, like the ones in Ukraine. They're fine. I like it, Jim. Thank you very much. At least you're consistent. And you're hungry. 312-642-5600. I'm too fat. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What's Trumpy bid? What's, what's Trumpy bid? Trumpy bid. All right. Let's go through a little KJP. She will go down in history. As half as smart as Pippi Lystocking, which is really hard to do. Is he physically joining in the search of these things, rummaging around, you know, these boxes in the garage and wherever else? I mean, literally. I kind of have to agree with her here. 
Here is a reporter from Europe asking if Joe Biden is going through the papers rummaging around. Joe Biden never worked a day in his life. You think he's actually going through the paperwork? He just made sure it was put in a place where his son and communists from China and oligarchs from Ukraine could get to it. He's not getting dirty, kid. Are you are you listening to your the question that you're asking me? Look, I mean, okay. Look, look, searching for his own documents. Look, I'm going to be very consistent here. Uh, I am going to be very clear here, uh, as I have. That's how you know she's going to be none of those things. It's like when a scumbag Democrat says, "I'll be honest with you." The next thing out of their mouth is a fracking lie. Been for the past couple of days, almost a week now, uh, dealing with this. Uh, you know, we are going to any specific questions that you have about this issue. I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. And what does that sound like? I want the record to show. I don't know what questions I didn't answer. I'm prepared later. Thank you very much. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, honestly, you tell me Mel Brooks is not directing this whole thing. On Friday, you stood here, though, and were asked about the documents issued by our counsel 18 times. At that point, the president's lawyers had found these five additional pages of classified documents. So did you not know on Friday that those documents had been found when you were at the podium? Or are you being directed by someone to not be forthcoming on this issue? I'm, I have been directed by someone to not be forthcoming. Thank you, Angelic and Amand for this uh, musical opening of the meeting. I'm dying to know what the musical opening was. You tell me you're not curious. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Squirrel, find out if Fetterman was at this World Economic Forum. Forthcoming from this podium, what I uh, said yes to was what the statement at the time that we all had, right? You all had the statement, uh, and I was repeating what the what the uh, council was sharing at that time. Right, and had, so we had that statement, so we knew what was in it. But you also exactly knew. Did you not know that? I'm telling you, I just answered the question. I just and said surprisingly, that I was repeating his approval numbers are through the roof. We had at that time, right? That you all had. I was confirming from what the special counsel had provided to all of you and that we knew as well. Oh, Kevin, you got on too late. Automated driving. That's yes, Kevin. And we talked about it. It is a tremendous scandal. We now know at least 39 people have been killed by AI Tesla driving. I'd like to know what it is for GM, but I would assume because of UAW, it's at least double. Kevin, I'm sorry I didn't get to you. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. In the year 2023, America, it is now normal for the government to control the people in ways in which the Soviet Union couldn't do. There is a reason censorship is now normalized, because this fascistic, corrupt government is in control. The American people will not go quietly into servitude. My next guest is one of those people. His name is David Thomas Roberts. He is the conservative activist, a CEO, author, and publisher. He didn't start out wanting to be a publisher, but he became one 
when he had his experience with the Marxist mafia, pretending to be publishers. He is the founder of Defiance Press and Publishing, LLC. He was organizing a little event to talk about censorship and control by government. He invited somebody by the name of Kyle Rittenhouse. After it was released, he had invited Kyle Rittenhouse. Guess what? Southern Star Brewery decided to censor and yank the venue. David Thomas Roberts, do I have it about right? You got it right, Sean. Thanks for having me. So how does this uh, work? The event is to have Kyle Rittenhouse come in and talk about the beauty of an American law based in the unalienable rights of the individual that allowed him to defend himself and uh, kill some Marxist mafia members. And uh, even though he was maligned in the media, he was proven to be innocent because he has an unalienable right to protect himself. And you were going to probably talk about the Second Amendment and how wonderful this country is, at which point you had a First Amendment was ripped out from under you, right? Well, yeah, but let me give you a little background, Sean, for your listeners. Is First of all, we're the largest publisher, independent publisher of conservative authors. Uh, we publish authors that other publishers won't touch. For instance, Derek Evans, who just got out of jail for the January 6th event. Mm-hmm. And Sheriff Joe, last year, Sheriff Joe Arpaio, and the list goes on and on. So we're an outlier for voices that the Simon Schuster's, Harper Collins of the world won't, won't, won't touch. Okay. So two years ago, we had our first rally against censorship. It was a great success. We had it in a hotel. This year, we were doing it again. And um, we booked it originally at a, at a brewery named B52 Brewery. It has a nice facility. Would have worked out great for us. Well, they looked and in, in their general manager saw one of our books, which is a children's book on transgender athletes competing in women's sports, and they canceled us because of that book. <laughs> and so you, so you you have a book that's that's obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that it uh, refers to men dressed as women as men, and this this particular manager of said institution said I don't like that idea. Men dressed dressed as women are women, and you can't have your venue here. Is that right? Yeah, essentially, it's a it's a it's a really cool illustrated book. A kid illustrated of a cheetah who straps on horns and runs in an antelope race and wins. And the antelopes can't figure out why they're winning and, until they figure out that the cheetah has strapped horns to his head. So, uh, uh-huh. do they have their own race? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's a it's a pretty it's a satirical. It's really it's a pretty funny little kids book, but it does make a point. And so they saw that book. And and they canceled us because of that book. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, time out. I said, first of all, that book's not going to be one of the ones featured here. And that author's not coming in for this particular event. He can't work it out in the schedule, him and his son who did the book together. And they said, well, if you'll send us your agenda, who the other authors are, what books you're going to feature, and we'll let you know. And I said, you can go kick rocks. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not submitting nothing to you. And I'll just go find another venue. So we went away quietly. And, and listen, I'll be the first one regarding, you know, baking cakes for people. I own several different businesses. Yeah, me too. I believe I believe that you should be able to serve, you know, whatever customers you want. If you don't want to serve them, fine. I get I it. I agree. Okay. All right. So we move on to Southern Star Brewery. And in between those two times, we had actually, I know Kyle Rittenhouse has been on my ranch house. He's a great kid. Um, and I booked him to speak. And when we went to Southern Star Brewery to book this event, went there twice physically. They know exactly who we were. I, I didn't want any issues, so they knew who we were. We, we were bringing in to speak. 
and that's one of the speakers, and that's the keynote speaker was Kyle. And they knew it ahead of time. And so I, apparently they got some grief and then uh, came back to us a couple of days later and said, hey, can you, uh, as we're promoting the event, it was actually a couple of weeks later, said, can y'all please take our logo off the promos for the event? I said, ah, okay, no problem. Yeah. And then two days after that, they called us back and said, the owner says, I got to cancel. I said, why don't you have the owner call me? So the owner calls me and he says, listen, um, I said, because this the Montgomery County, Texas, where we're located, is a very red county. They carried Trump by big numbers. You know, it's always been conservative. So I, I had to ask him, I said, is it the local community? I can't imagine it's the local community that's getting grief over this. He goes, no, it's groups out of Houston, and it's ATB, which is a uh, grocery chain here in Texas, who carries their product. Yeah. And he tells me to threaten to yank the, their product off their shelves. And I said, that's okay, a, I, get yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I actually empathize with him. I said, I get it. We'll move the event. And... I, I get it. So we, we, we started looking for another place. And then within four or five hours, all these social media posts start coming out from Southern Brewery saying that how we don't align with their values and they're apolitical and they don't do political events, even though I've been to two Republican events at that brewery um, in the past. And they, and they had, in June, they had a pride event there, a gay pride event there. So they say they're apolitical and they don't do political events. That's not true. Um, and the owner told me that ATB threatened him. Now he's walking that back and says that they didn't. So, um, so we've been in the national media for the last three days over this, over this issue. And we just moved the event, found another location, and we're off and running again. You know, that's the beautiful part. You know, I had an idea you were going to solve this problem, number one. We solve problems. That's what we do. And I agree with you, by the way. Um, I, I own a business, and I give you a moron-free smoking environment. There's not a Democrat allowed in my cigar store. So I'm a proponent of this myself. But the saddest part is is that this guy made this company uh, and got into the grocery store business because his product was great, and the company makes money, and everybody makes money. It's shocking when you see these conglomerates willing to turn their back on what makes them money for political correctness to be loved by people who hate you anyway. And this idea that you're going to make friends with the fascists or the Nazis, you can't do that. And uh, no. you got to stand for no, something or you for bow no, for everything. They, and it's a shame yeah. that this brewery decided to do that because what they don't understand, they just signaled that they are now an asset of collectivists. The very people who loathe this man for being a a rich man, for making money. They see his business as a means to their end versus the other way around. And, you know, until enough capitalists catch on and start to stand for something, this is going to be the story. This is going to be the norm. And fear begets fear. And I hope he picks up on that. So where's the venue well, going to be, and how can we help you with it? I think he's feeling it because it's uh, it's about, I think it's about 20 to 1 people that are on on, on our side of this issue. Uh, at least what we've seen, but it's now it's going to be at the Lone Star Convention Center in Conroe, Texas. It's a county-owned facility. And by the way, I, w I met with the county today, and the county's getting grief from all over the country. And, and God bless them; they're standing up to them. And they said, You're, you, "You don't even live in the community. You're not going to tell us what to do with our facility." So God bless them. You know, as you talk, I remember years and years ago. Uh, I have a diverse family. Uh, my mother's a big family, and guys would come over, and they didn't politically agree at all. 
And there would be hostile arguments. That's how I grew up. Hostile arguments, guys swearing at each other. And I remember I had one cousin from California. He said, I don't like what you said, but I will, I will fight to the death so that you can say it. Those days are gone. And I have to hear from these morons, these Marxists, these imps, pretending to be men of character or women, as they're just interested in implementing censorship dictatorship and totalitarianism that would make Mao Zedong blush. Do they realize what useful idiots they are? Oh, Sean, it's even got to the point where, you know, we reg- you have to register to get to the event. You go to defiancepress.com to register to get a ticket. Of it. The, the, you can get general admission tickets, don't cost you nothing. We're having to sift through that every day and eliminate the bots and the fake signups. Because they do this all the time. I, I'm talking to other people that have other events and, and uh, and, and these guys, I don't know if they're sitting in their mother's basements and, and they're just typing away. And, no, and, the, the, the guy who events. sat in his mother's basement created our artificial intelligence and bots that literally are combing for buzzwords. And half of the time, the who's responding is not a human being. Believe me, I invited enough of these idiots to my cigar store. Not a one of these rats ever shows up. So well, I say we no, start the Texas-Florida secession and- movement. We could do this. If you take yes. a look at the Gulf of Mexico. We get Texas. They're all good states. They all could secede and let these scoundrels go live amongst themselves. Yeah, that's they deserve each other. Yeah, actually, you, they deserve each other. So yeah. tell me about so, uh, uh, about your publishing and and Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, you said something that's very interesting. You said he's a good kid, and I'll never forget when it was happening. I thought to myself, "This is a kid. This is just a kid." What's his he, life he like now? Joking. He can't buy a beer legally in Texas yet. He's not even 21 yet. So what's his and, life and imagine like? Imagine what he's been through. I'm sorry? What's his life like when you encounter him? I mean, his, his whole future, his trajectory of his life, I think it's going to be great. But one thing's for sure, he doesn't have the anonymity that a kid should have. I understand he's been thrown out of a couple colleges or pressured yeah, he to can't leave. Go, he, he can't even go to college. In fact, he was at, um, I know for a fact he was at Texas A&M went to a party and he had to leave the party because people are trying to start fights with him and his girlfriend. Um, I mean, the kid does not have a normal life. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and, and he's really, he's got a great attitude through it all. Um, and uh, I think he's accepted his faith that it's going to be like this for quite a while. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that, that Kyle is rich. That's not the case. Um, uh, I've, I've even heard people say he's got, he's, Settled for $23 million. That is, that is so far from the truth. It's not no, these, these scum have lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Scum, they have lawyers up the wazoo. These kid's probably having a hard time getting somebody because they know they're going to have to wait for their money. And these well, scoundrels... Well, in fact, he's being sued. He's, he's in a civil suit in Wisconsin for one of the families of, of one of the ones that were killed who's suing uh, God and everybody, the, the police force, Kyle, everybody. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he, he's not living a normal life. And now, the two that were killed, weren't both of them accused pedophiles, or was it just one of them? I think one of them was, but neither one of them were good guys. I mean, they both yeah. had records, and, and uh, uh, you know, it's just uh, the whole thing's a shame. It really is. It's a shame. But, you know, for, for those that don't know Kyle's story, when you, you know, when I got to sit and smoke a cigar and, and, you know, have a bourbon with him. Uh, and that was me drinking, not him, by the way. Yeah, I so, caught that. Don't worry. We got you. <laughs> but it was on my ranch. Yeah, of course. And here, you know, how the prosecution withheld evidence. I mean, Kyle is extremely lucky he's not in life in prison. Oh. Uh, and and the, the prosecution was so corrupt 
Uh, I mean, this story is eventually going to come out. Good news out, is the, gonna, the two yeah. idiot lawyers were Democrats, so they were stupid and sucked at their job. And even even with all of that, they, luckily, luckily, he was found to be an American with the rights to defend himself. It's very well, yeah, positive. even his own attorneys are problem with his own attorneys, too, Sean. I mean, he, he stayed in jail for 83 days while they raised money. He didn't need to be in jail for 83 days. They could have got him out in three days with bail. I mean, there's just all kinds of stories of people taking advantage of this kid. And it's really a shame. And, you know, and, and probably there's nobody in America that's been censored or canceled more than Cal has been in the last couple of years. And so that's why we wanted him to speak at our event. We, we thought that it would be really neat for people to hear. Um, you know, Kyle's not on a speaking circuit going around the country, just in case anybody wondered. Um, and he and should it's be. be very fascinating to hear him talk about this. It, it really is. You know, it's funny. Um I was doing a lot of reading in, about that case, and it's interesting. I don't have a lot to say good about uh, Illinois and Chicago, in particular lawyers, but judges. Uh, but that judge that kept that kid in Chicago, well, um, they wanted to turn him into Gen Pop in Wisconsin. That judge saved that kid's life, in my opinion, because they were yeah. actively trying to put that kid in Gen Pop, where the other Democrat Gen Pop scum could have shivved him. So I think by keeping him in Illinois, that judge did him a favor. I wonder if he thinks that way or if that's ever been brought up. Well, yeah. And, and you know, I hopefully I think we have a way where Kyle's story is going to get out. I can't say directly yet, but you probably put the pieces together. You mean you're um, a publisher and you have a way for the story to get out? Come on. <laughs> what do you think? You're talking to a Democrat? I figured that out in the beginning. I love this. I love uh, this. And, but, uh, and I love the fact that you did this because you weren't going to be a publisher. Right. If you didn't have an experience where you were a victim of this kind of bias, this open Marxist bias, you wouldn't be in the publishing business, would you? Oh, that's right. No, I, I got in to defeat them. I mean, that's I, I mean, listen, that's what we do, baby. Yeah, I, I listen. I, you know, I, and Sean, you and I both have had I've been blessed. I've had some success in my life monetarily. I got all the material stuff you could ever want more than you could ever need. All those kind of things that I've got a great family. But I'm telling you, I've lived my whole life. With, with I, I find ways to take the slightest, the, the the smallest slight that I get, and turn that into positivity because it drives me. I'm and, telling um, you, so, I got Larry Clayman uh, on board. The same cloth. You know who Larry Larry Clayman's? I think he's a brilliant, yes. brilliant wizard of law. He has started a movement at FreedomWatchUSA.org. I am going to go to an event in the near future. I am going to tell you about that event. I want you to get involved with this because I'm going to tell you right now, the answer is to use the founding principles and law as our shield rather than the weapon of this mafia calling themselves a government today. So I, am, I want to start a secession movement. I make no bones about it. Let these Democrat scum states r- live amongst themselves. And I'm telling you, we do this right. We could make a difference because it's been how many years? We're not united as states. We're extorted as states. And these welfare roach mafia states can't stand on their own without us. It's time to let, cut cut the bait. It's time to cut bait. Ooh, yep. we could make that a yep. title of my book. And my you know, opinion. one of our books, we have a model for that. Daniel Miller wrote a book called Texit, uh, taking off on, on the, the British exit. And, um, you know, that book, you talk about censorship, that book has, has has the distinction of being number one for us six times on Amazon as the number one bestseller in, in its genre. And the reason is because Amazon, Amazon keeps screwing with it. They'll mark it up, they'll make it a $300 book, we'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed, and then it shoots back up to number one again. Six times it's gone number one because Amazon screws with it and we have to deal with Amazon. What do you got? Texas, Louisiana, Florida. 
Think about the oil, the energy sector, the natural gas. Think about the access to the oceans and the ports. We could be our own country. I say we do it, brother. Oh, I'm all in. I'm in. David Thomas Roberts, thank you for everything you do, and please keep up the good work at Defiance Press and Publishing, LLC. Where can the people go to support you and find out about your events? You go to uh, defiancepress.com. You can find anything about our authors and our books, and you can. my Twitter is at Texas Author, at Texas Author. All right, next time you go to the ranch and smoke cigars, I don't drink, but believe me, I know more about cigars than most people ever even thought about. I bring the cigars, we do the talking. What do you say? Awesome. We need right. to do that. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. America is going to survive. That's right, Squirrel. You're 100% right. Texas. Louisiana, Florida. I bet you would get some of the Carolinas, too. Oh, we might start an actual movement. And all we need is evidence is just a cast of characters. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday to you. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to leave tonight. Kevin, Las Vegas. Sean, great to talk to you, man. You too, brother. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. All the way in Vegas. You're not in Henderson County, are you? At a place called the No, Chicken no, Ranch. no. I got an actual Vegas mailing address. Um, oh, wonderful, wonderful. But, uh, hey, man, you ever here? I don't smoke cigars, but I tell you what, I'd love to sit down and smoke one with you. Um, it's a deal. I mean, Honey Bunny's got your information. We'll take it from there. Because uh, I have not been there since 2003. That's how Yikes. long it's been. Yeah, you got to get here. Wouldn't even Oh, man. That. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just wanted to call. And uh, yesterday you were talking about the... Uh, the deaths with the, the full self-drive and the Tesla, you know, and um, there's, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, it's perfect by any means, but yeah. it's that tech is definitely light years ahead of everybody else. Um, but it's not like a get in the car and say, I want to go here and then you can fall asleep. <laughs> it's something where you got to be physically aware. You got to know what's going on. The, the car itself prompts you every often to, you know, touch the steering wheel, it monitors where your eyes are. Um, yeah. And they make, there's an aftermarket device that they make. It's like a weight that you can put on the steering wheel. So it tricks the car. I'd be curious to know what percentage of these accidents, fatalities, deaths, whatever, involve, you know, the person actually cheating the car. You know, Kevin, I, I, I want this technology to exist. I really do. Um but I just don't I think right now at this stage of the game, when you have to, to to divert attention from the failings in it, it's not there yet. And I have a very good friend of mine. No, 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 no. This, it's not there. It's not I was there having yet. this conversation today with a very good friend of mine at the cigar store here in Naples, Florida. And he's a great guy, older guy. He's like, you know, I just wanted something different. I wasn't gonna buy the car. He went in and he bought the car, and he has the one with the dual motors and all that. And he said, you know, it's uh-huh. it's interesting. And he puts it on chill. And he said, you know, it's interesting, but you have to definitely be aware. This thing can make mistakes. And our producer, one of our producers, the brother, was just involved in a car accident where a deer, it hit a deer. The Tesla to self-drive hit a deer. And, I, I you mm-hmm. know, there's so many things that are going on with the fires 
and how much they, uh, water it takes to put them out. And there's so much misinformation or a, or a squashing of information. That's what I'm suspicious of. I want the technology to work. If this thing worked, I'd be all in. But when you have to well, with cover... the fires... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, with the fires, I mean, just look at... I don't know if you're aware, too, but GM, I believe oh. at one point, they recalled every single Chevy Bolt yeah. that was manufactured because of the batteries. They said, don't put it in your garage to charge it. Don't yeah. charge it. If Elon Ma- Musk or, or whatever, you know. If Elon Musk can't perfect it, I certainly know the UAW morons aren't even close. So if I was going to buy <laughs> oh, it, no, yeah. I wouldn't buy a UAW made anything, and I would buy it. Kevin, listen, I appreciate you hanging on the line. I appreciate you calling. i got to go to a break. Thanks again. You got it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Hammer time. Oh, there it is. I heard that Paul and Nancy Pelosi will dance to this on the day she retires. Did you know, Squirrel, San Francisco ball peen hammers have two balls? Did you know it? Uh, Mad Mac, Griffin, Indiana. Hey, I just want to chime in, Sean, regarding that electric car stuff. No doubt it's a really cool device, a lot of fun. You look good with the girls, but you're never going to defy the laws of physics. They win every time. When I release the basketball from my hand, you know where it's going? It's going straight down a billion out of a billion times. You can't store electricity. You can't manipulate it. Energy is what it is, and you cannot defy the law of physics. It's interesting the problems they have with the batteries and the fact that when you need a, f- a full replacement, they don't talk. It's twenty to thirty-six thousand dollars. That's the. Didn't cost you see what the guy a, in Cali It's did? a Prius. It'll cost you a Prius, a, a Prius that's ten times the car to replace just the batteries on an old Tesla. It's a it, it, it's a shame. But they rushed it. They wanted to pretend they have it. And you know what it reminds me of, Mad Mac? How many people realize? that out of plastic recycling, only 4% of all plastic has ever been recycled. And for the last 20 years, the government, the officials, the garbage companies that pretend you have a recycling bin and all the rest of it, they knew it. They knew it's a scam. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all just, it's all just woke and all this crap. It's well, they'd rather, they'd rather dream of the noble lie and pretend it's, it's real rather than the ugly truth, which is Jan Schakowsky is an ugly person. Thank you very much. Tom in Blue Island, you're no Jan Schakowsky. Hey, Sean Diddles, brother. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, you don't like being asked how you're doing. Just kidding. That's all right. Hey, Sean, talking with Kevin there, and, uh, you know, you got me to thinking you and I are about the same age, and I'll tell you, probably up to maybe five, six years ago, I don't know, my inclination was always, always, to a default position of buying American. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm 54, and that's gone, and I'm not happy about it, Sean, but it is what it is. My default position was always to not enrich mafias. So, And it's funny, I, I, my grandfather was a Delco distributor, and in the 70s he read the new UAW contract. And I will never forget this. He was a fanatic. He read the contract, and we were on the at the shop. They had the counter, and it was on the counter. And I remember him having this conversation with my uncle. That's it. It's over with. It's over with. They destroyed one of the greatest companies in American history. Because it was at that moment that the UAW became the master. 
and that the incentives were not about making things that worked. It was about a Ponzi scheme to enrich a pretend company, which is what all of the American car companies became. So I've been driving non-unit UAW-made cars for years, and uh, they all work a thousand times better. Uh, Ron, Carol Stream. Don, oh, you know, how many times I've called and said, you really made me mad, but you know what, how good that is, because if people are not thinking about what's happening, that's why we have Sean Thompson. I'm working <laughs> to get the hell out of the state. I told you last time, I don't even care if my wife comes with, but now, a bit of a she'll joke. come. She'll laugh. come. She doesn't anyway, want to hit that divorce you circuit. Are best. Please keep it up. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that very much. And it's just small observations. And I thought that every American who had an ancestor that fought Nazis would at least point out the entire world is mesmerized by the son of Eugen Schwab. That's not just a normal Nazi. Not that there are normal Nazis. They're all pretty much Nazis. He was a key in the manufacturing of the weapons that not only killed other Germans that refused to recognize the Nazis, but in Americans. And he sits there as if Mel Brooks cast him in some sitcom, in some, in some scoff play on American history, as a pretend villain of the Fourth Reich. Only this one's a real one. Your Royal Highnesses, Excellencies, distinguished heads of state and government, excellent. There are no royal highnesses. Klaus Schwab, Herr Führer, there are no excellencies. What century are you from? Or are you just kissing the ass of the Third Reich? Because they had all those, right? Didn't they have those? Excellencies, dear partners and friends of the World Economic Forum. The world. Here, I mean, here he is from just last year. But... Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains? No, there will be no implant, Führer. There will be no implant, you Nazi, son of a Nazi at least. Clearly the head of the Fourth Reich. And um, I can immediately feel, because you all will have implants, I can and we measure your, your brain waves, <laughs> and I can immediately tell you how the people react, or I can feel... You can find out immediately how I react. It's called the middle finger, you rat son of a Nazi. Happy. Here's who's fighting back for us. Happy birthday, dear Klaus Schwab. Happy birthday to you. Come on, man. No, don't be too, too hard on him. There's always the Senate that could save us. Hi. Good night, everybody. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills and they got her paid. Here's what I think. Show some respect, squirrel. That's a senator. <laughs> 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Brooks is obviously casted World Economic Forum. 
I hope he put Pritzker in the front, that beach ball fat bastard that he is. Right in the front row. Oh, it's just great. Very cordial welcome to the 2023 annual meeting. <laughs> oh, these geniuses are just great. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. I hear 80% of these World Economic Forums are walking around with a whistle around their neck. Nobody knew why. I just figured it out. Connect the dots. Bonnie, Harvard. Hi. Um, I have a question. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for what you do. I now keep take notes from your oh. show. I, I keep paper and pen ready so I can wow. write down what I learn. Thank right. you. Just remember, Professor. son of a Nazi, Eugen Schwab. Research that evil son of a dog. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, okay. If these illegal things were taking place under Barack Obama, does he have some kind of <clears throat> uh, responsibility? Yeah, he's got to put sandbags up, up at his seaside estate for the global warming that he's been preaching that's made him worth $150 million. What he's done, they've navigated the illegality of prostituting our government as legal. So they all get rich. Nobody asks any questions why. Because they sell their political position as they bastardize the principles of a republic. That's what they did. And now, Bonnie, as he talks to African students... This is something that sounds normal to them. Ultimately, if you think about all the youth that everybody's mentioned here in Africa, if everybody's raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. So you guys can't have that. So the poverty you're used to, the dictatorship you're used to living under, the slavery you've become accustomed to, you're just going to have to tough it out for the planet, and they buy it. See, the crime... In, in, in stealing money, selling political position, that's not going to get punished in this time in, in our history. But the real crime is they've normalized slavery and servitude. They've normalized it. And now the American people, people around the world, think it's normal to have this open conspiracy of the World Economic Forum and these self-decreed gods among men to set the rules and set the policies. And that's considered, ah, what are you going to do? I say... No. Thank you very much, Bonnie, for listening. I truly appreciate it. Now, the only person that could ruin an otherwise extremely successful show, worst comedic time in all of radio calling, David in Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, you were playing clips of Klaus Schwab. Who's his mini-me sidekick, the thin guy, the bald guy that says he wants to get under our skin with wires or something? I think he looks like the mini-me of Fetterman, only without the genetic short in the pool problems that Fetterman has, because I haven't seen Fetterman's parents, but I'm guessing they make Jan Schakowsky look like Cindy Crawford. Thank you very much. See, I figured I could save him by not letting him talk much. In the meantime... We have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. We also be able to make more in Pennsylvania. When he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on. He made- Just remember, as bad as things are, there's all kinds of Russian and Ukrainian arms dealers and lobbyists that are partying. Everyone at the Economic Forum. 
supports the war. They don't want peace. They're not worried about the ramifications for the climate. Bombing the hell out of everybody. Because they all have Raytheon stock. Hope they figure it out. Let's end that on a high note, shall we? They are the heirs of yesterday's foolish fortune tellers. And I have them, and you have them, and we all have them. And they want to see us do badly, but we don't let that happen. They predicted an overpopulation crisis in the 1960s, mass starvation in the 70s, and an end of oil in the 1990s. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. Not here, Herr Schwab. Not going to happen. Everybody knows what you are. You're the son of a Nazi. World Economic Forum president and an all-around evil bastard. We'll beat you, and I'll be back in 21 hours to make sure we do. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.